Welcome to Illumination by Modern Campus, the leading podcast focused on transformation and change in the higher education space. On today's episode, we speak with Matthew Bodenschatz, who's Director of Recruitment and Admissions at Pennsylvania Highlands Community College. Matt and podcast guest host Shauna Cox discuss the importance of strategic partnerships and the creation of pathways to help serve modern learners. Well, Matt, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's great to be chatting with you. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Absolutely. So we're just going to kick it off here. And so why is it important for higher ed leaders to focus on strategic partnerships within their community? As we uh, dive into a, a, a uncharted territory of, of having difficulty of finding new students at the high school age um, across the United States Northeast and, and really across the country, we need to find new ways to find students. So developing strategic partnerships with the community is one great way to to look to students who are outside of the traditional age range and outside of the traditional high school uh, realm of recruitment. But it goes beyond that and it it rolls into uh, the idea of giving back to the community and and assimilating within the community and uh, helping keep those who are uh, from the region, within the region, uh, by giving them opportunities to educate and then seek employment. Uh, so by having these partnerships within the community, uh, what we're finding is that our students are, cre- are are having more opportunities to to seek employment within the region and, and stay here as opposed to leave and, and go elsewhere. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I want to dive the, into that a little bit more here. How has the Pennsylvania Highlands Community College, you know, started to foster some of these strategic partnerships that have have given a positive impact on students, you know, lifelong learning journeys. Sure. So our path, um, at least since I've been with Pennsylvania Highlands Community College um, for the last three years, kind of began in earnest with a program that we call Career Fest. And what we did was we we looked at local businesses and in industries. And we looked at our academic programs and what we tried to do was bring um, local business and industry leaders to campus so that they would have an opportunity to to speak with students. So in broad, we would bring a a large group of students to campus, would bus them in from their high schools Mm -hmm. that arrive at campus, and then they would have an opportunity to uh, choose three different academic programs and learn the academic process for those programs. And then they would move on to another area where they would have the opportunity to, to step in and participate in three business industry leader presentations. So they could pick three that align with the three academic programs they chose, mm-hmm. or they could kind of expand their horizons and pick three academic programs in three completely different career fields. The idea was to connect students with their potential job opportunities. Um, and the, the biggest part of that, from our perspective, was a lot of times high school students do not understand what opportunities exist within a field. So -hmm. when you think of uh, a convenience store, you might think of uh, just the person that stands behind the cash register. What you might not think of are are the marketing teams that that help to market those, the chefs that help to create the recipes for the, the the quick to go snacks, the business office, lawyers that help to kind of keep everything legal and, and so on and so forth. So there's there's a lot that's, that goes on with a lot of businesses that's behind the scene. And, and what we find is that students think that if they're going into 
let's just say accounting, they might have to work for an accounting firm. But the reality is they could work at a hospital. They could work at a, a college or university. They could work at a high school. They could work in a business office. They could, you know, sure, they could work for an accounting firm, but but the options are, are kind of endless. Mm -hmm. So building upon Career Fest last summer, Penn Highlands Community College developed a program called Grow Our Own, Serve Our Own. And it, it kind of um, is a sister program to Career Fest. And the difference is instead of bringing students to the college to kind of explore a large grouping of majors, what we're doing is on a year-to-year -year basis, we're taking a smaller segment of programs, a, a pathway of programs, what is what we call them here. Last year, we took the, the social sciences, education and criminal justice, or the human services, as we were calling them. We found, we, we put together a group of professionals in those fields, and we created a caravan, is what I called it. Um, it was basically a panel of professionals, a rotating panel. We mm -hmm. would contact high schools and say, hey, listen, do you have an interest in, in us coming and presenting to your students? And the schools that were interested, we would go and we would do a presentation that fit their scale. Mm -hmm. In some cases, the presentation was 20 minutes to 20 students. In some cases, we did four or five back-to-back -back presentations to the entire high school population. Uh -huh. um, and so, you know, it gave us that opportunity to um, kind of uh, go to the students and pique their interest as opposed to bringing the students to us and giving them a more broad interest. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And it sounds like there's so much that goes into that and so much behind the scenes that, you know, obviously we're not seeing there. So what are some of the challenges that either you guys experience or some more common challenges among the higher ed space when it comes to trying to foster those strategic partnerships with the community? Sure. I think first and foremost, as a community college, we struggle with with um, uh, the reputation of community colleges being uh, maybe inferior to a four-year college or university. Mm -hmm. And in our case, you know, we are in a very higher education saturated market despite the fact that we're in a, a relatively depressed region. So mm -hmm. within our county alone, which has seen declining population for, for years, we're, we have um, four higher education institutions, including Pennsylvania Highlands Community College. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, some of those institutions are attached to larger institutions. They're, they're branch campuses of, of large state institutions. Uh, and some of them are, are well-established in, in reputable private colleges mm -hmm. or universities. And so in, in our area, you know, we, we struggle with the basically little brother or little sister mentality, you know. Um, and so part of what we're doing is trying to help people understand that an associate degree is not inferior to a bachelor's degree. You know, certainly a bachelor's degree can take it to another level, but a lot of students can gain, can earn an associate degree and have a, a, a very lucrative career, and in some cases, more lucrative career than with a bachelor's degree. So th that's one of the, the problems that we we struggle with with regard to students. But in terms of strategic partnerships, that, that kind of goes in the same direction. A lot of times, businesses might look at us and say, well, why would I partner with you when I could partner with a four-year college or university, or maybe they already are partnering with a four-year and they're saying, why would we also want to partner with you? So that's that's part of the problem. And then the, the other part of the problem is identity. People sometimes just don't understand who we are or that we even exist. 
Um, and, and that is a major challenge of trying to spread the word that, yeah, we do exist and no, our education is not inferior mm-hmm. and the outcomes are not lesser than. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. There's still a stigma around community colleges that's kind of, you know, underlying when, you know, in reality, community college can be the answer for somebody just for one time. Community colleges can be a stepping stone for people, like you mentioned pathways before. So, um, yeah, it's definitely tough to overcome that stigma. So in leading to that, what are some of the best practices to kind of overcome some of these obstacles and then better equip students to become lifelong learners? Yeah, and I think the biggest thing is kind of just hitting the ground running and and, and kind of um, uh, pounding the pavement, for the lack of better words, um, it, getting out there, uh, meeting people, um, introducing them to the college and what we have to offer. And Founding or finding, I guess I should say, partnerships that can be used as examples for what we can do moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have one uh, very strong partnership um, with an automotive group in the region. Thomas Automotive Group was our first partnership. And, and what they've done is they have a leadership at, at the automotive group that have a background in education. Multiple of their, their um, HR people and or vice presidents have degrees in education or, and have taught in, in either higher education or K-12 education. What that has resulted in is them understanding the value of, of an education, even for somebody or even for positions such as car sales people who maybe don't need a degree. We were able to partner with them for a short-term customized program, which we called the Thomas Business Certificate. And essentially it is an 18 credit certificate um, that is six credits shy of an actual business certificate from the college. So they aren't actually earning a, a credential from the college. They're earning a credential from Thomas, mm-hmm. but they're gaining 18 college credits. And so that gives Thomas employees the opportunity to, A, get an education for free or, or at a very reduced cost because Thomas is paying for that. B, it allows them to potentially have upward mobility and see it threads into the idea of lifelong learning mm-hmm. because they are getting 18 credits, which now puts them just six credits away from a Penn Highlands business um, certification. So now when they get that business certification at 24 credits, they're just a stone's throw away from a 60 credit associate's degree. And then once they get that 60 credit associate's degree, they're already halfway toward a bachelor's degree. And if they get that bachelor's degree, they may be just a year away from getting an MBA. Mm-hmm. And so the idea behind the these programs is to foster lifelong learning opportunities. And by partnering with a company like Thomas Automotive, mm-hmm. what we're able to do now is go to other businesses and say, these industry leaders are saying, yes, we think that an education is valuable. And we're able to then take that to the next place and say, see what they're doing. We could do something similar for you. Mm-hmm. And the best quote that I think that, that came from that was the leader of Thomas Automotive. When we ruled out this program in his press conference, he said, you know, he'd been asked by somebody um, in his um, within his staff, somebody, a senior member of his staff that said, what if we educate these people and they leave? And he said, my response was, well, what if we don't educate these people and they stay? And, you know, that's a really kind of um, telling quote about the value of an education. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And I love that, you know, it also ties back in this situation to the value of the community college, because 
like I mentioned before, it's the stepping stone to getting that associate's degree, that bachelor's degree. It is still an option, but this might just be a more, you know, reasonable or tangible thing in the moment to get because, you know, maybe not everyone can just go to a four year institution right away. And this allows them to get it really at their own pace. Um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And so not only not only are we talking at, at their own pace, you know, certainly at their own pace, but also at a, at a, a very affordable tuition, uh, often at no cost to themselves because of a, a place of employment helping them or because of federal and or state financial aid that helps to bring that that tuition down to, to a zero. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, yeah, it can be a stepping stone to a four-year college or university, but it can also just be a degree in and of itself that leads to mm-hmm. a career. And, um, you know, there there are, are so many students that whether they're traditional 18-year-olds or whether it's a 50-year-old looking for a second career, there are so many people that can benefit from a, a community college, you know, in ways that that I think a lot of the community doesn't quite um, realize exist. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So then what role does the institution play when it comes to these strategic partnerships? Well, I, I think in general, it's it's up to the college to 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 be out there and, and working to develop these these partnerships. You know, I think to kind of go back to what I had just said, you know, a lot of times in the community, people don't necessarily realize what what the community college can offer. As the saying goes, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And so for us um, to be out and about building partnerships, building relationships with business and industry leaders. Um, and that that starts at the top down. Our, our president, Dr. Steve Nunez, is phenomenal with building relationships with community members. Um, our vice presidents at the college um, do a wonderful job of sitting on boards in the community. So not only are they reaching out to, to, to businesses and industries on one-off events, they're also working side by side with them on, on, on boards within the community. And then all of our locations that we have here at Pennsylvania Highlands, whether it's our, our Richland and Evansburg locations in Cambria County or our Somerset location or our Huntington location or our Blair County location, all of them have advisory groups or advisory boards that are made up of business industry leaders as well as educators mm-hmm. from within that region. So we build partnerships with them from that standpoint. We also listen to what they have to say. Um, mm-hmm. So when if, if they're telling us, hey, you don't offer this academic program, and maybe that's a good idea for you to add it, we're hearing there's a lot of need for that, or we have a need for that. That gives us an opportunity to hear it directly from the source, as opposed to us kind of going out there and, and trying to uh, make decisions without maybe those informed uh, uh, people backing those decisions. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So just a, a side note question, when you're going to these advisory committees, are they checking in with your programs once, you know, once they say they have a need for this and you guys go and create the program or make sure it's there? Are they constantly checking in with each other or is it just kind of you come back when it's finished? No. So uh, one of the great things that we do at the college is we really do try to leverage partnerships as much as we possibly can. So in the event that we're building out a new academic program, we would create a separate advisory board for that academic program. Um, so they, so we would, we would grab experts from the field to help us develop a curriculum based on what, what they see as the needs within that field. So we're not building an outdated program or so we're not building a program that looks like it's great, but really doesn't have the bells and whistles that are needed. But then we keep 
those people on board. And, and there is an evolving group of people for all of our academic programs that are part of academic program um, mm-hmm. advisory boards. And so typically the academic program advisory boards meet a couple times a year. Advisory boards for our locations meet four times a year. And then we also have our board of trustees, which is made up of, you know, business and industry leaders within the community that meets uh, throughout the year as well. So mm-hmm. we really are tied to the community. It's just a matter of taking those next steps and in, in, in being innovative with how we pull them in and not just in a way that benefits us, but also benefits them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's a lot of intention and thought behind, you know, what you guys are doing there. And I know that you mentioned before the impact that these have on, you know, a 55-year-old, an 18-year-old, and what they can do with these types of programs. So just kind of tying it off here, what impact do these strategic partnerships with the community have not only on the institution as a whole, but also its learners? Yeah, so I mean, I think um, most importantly, we're giving members within the community the opportunity to uh, obtain an education, whether that be a one one semester certificate or um, a two year associate degree or uh, or beyond. We're giving them that opportunity to um, experience an education that maybe they otherwise felt was unattainable, mm-hmm. um, and so that benefits the learners and and and. Um, uh, of course, you know, anytime we benefit the learners, then that can benefit the institution because it creates a better learning experience. The larger our institution is, while still keeping the class sizes small and keeping it in an intimate setting, but the more students that we can have, the better experiences we can provide for those students, whether it be through, um, you know, classroom experiences or out of classroom experiences, internships, uh, externships, um, clinical shadowing, student observation for, for students within education programs, or whether it's clubs and, and activities and sports, the more students we have, the more we're going to be able to offer. Um, so whether those learners are traditional age or not, the more we have, the better the experience is. And the better the experience is for the students, the, the more students will get. It's kind of this, you know, never ending cycle. And it's, it's a chicken or the egg thing as well. You know, what, what comes first? Does, does the, the great experience come first or do the students come first? And, you know, it's, it's kind of tough to decide. It's, it's kind of tough to manage. But ultimately, what we're trying to do is, is enroll students. And as we continue to enroll students, we continue to offer better experiences for them and better opportunities beyond graduation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Matt, that's everything I had for you. Um, it was great chatting with you. And I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, I really enjoy talking about this topic. And I look forward to um, talking with you in the future. This podcast is made possible by a partnership between Modern Campus and The Evolution. The Modern Campus Engagement Platform powers solutions for non-traditional student management, web content management, catalog and curriculum management, student engagement and development, conversational text messaging, career pathways, and campus maps and virtual tours. The result, innovative institutions can create learner-to-earner life cycle that engages modern learners for life, while providing modern administrators with the tools needed to streamline workflows and drive high efficiency. To learn more and to find out how to modernize your campus, visit moderncampus.com. That's moderncampus.com.